This is Panama Today. This is your host, Bill Wilbur. As always, music and inspiration right here for the next 30 minutes. Right here from Gamboa, right next to the Panama Canal. There's various stories and testimonies and poetry that has been shared to help us to understand and to reassure us that Jesus is really with us through it all. The difficult times that he's there, we, uh, we have that assurance that he has gone before us. He is leading the way. He knows the end from the beginning. God is faithful. That truth needs to be reassured to us over and over and over again. We're so quick to forget but friend, I want to remind you that God does love you and he is with you through it all. Jesus who died. I wonder if Moses had those same feelings and Joshua had those same feelings. Will he be there with me when I go through it? And Joseph had that same feeling, I'm sure. He was thrown into the well, wasn't he? And in the well... As his brothers left him there, deciding what they were going to do with him. I mean, he did not have the revelation that we have today about Jesus and all the promises that we have in the Psalms and the, uh, and the songs to sing out of the Psalms. Joseph didn't have all that. And yet he was faithful to God in the midst of that. And he testified even the evil that was done against him. God could take it. God meant it for good. And so then you have years later, you have Moses leading the people out of Israel so many scholars say could be up to three million i mean how to even let them know what the daily plans are you know you'd have to uh, have some loudspeaker system which they didn't have but he had the leaders from each of the tribes come and then they would he would tell them and then i assume they would back go back and like a chain reaction telling them what they were going to do they could see the cloud and pillar over the uh, temple there over excuse me over the tabernacle and as that started to move, they knew they were supposed to break camp and start to follow. But where were they going? And would God be with them through all this? Would they provide for all their needs? And then it comes to the end of Moses's life. And there's a transferring of leadership given over to Joshua. Joshua, what are you going to do now? You got to take all these people into the promised land. And so that takes us to Deuteronomy chapter 31, where Joshua, excuse me, is the new leader of Israel. And then Moses went and spoke these words to all Israel. And he said to them, I am 120 years old today. I can no longer go out and come in. Also the Lord has said to me, you shall not cross over the Jordan. The Lord your God himself crosses over before you. He will destroy those nations before you and you shall possess them. Joshua himself crosses over before you, just as the Lord has said. And the Lord will do to them as he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, and their land when he destroyed them. The Lord will give them over to you, that you may do to them according to every commandment which I have commanded you. Verse 6 of Deuteronomy 31. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes before you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him, in the sight of all Israel. Now you see, at this point, the Lord was telling uh, through Moses the word to all of Israel 
now they're pulling Joshua aside in, in the front of all the people, and he's saying this to him personally. You're going to be the leader. Be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. I have found when people get older, I have I've been ministering to older people uh, through much of my ministry, and I find that that's one of the big things that they fear, and that's being left alone. As they get older and they're less able to ca uh, cope and care for themselves, many times they, they can't even lift their hand to change the television channels and on the remote control. They've become so weak, and they're just there. They're at the mercy of anyone who will help them. And this is when family and friends can be such a great help to be either doing it themselves or have arranged for the help in some way. But there's this fear of being left alone. And even though Joshua was in good health at this point, and although the people of Israel were ready to roll, so to speak, into the promised land, there was still this fear. It's interesting that when you come to Joshua 1, chapter 1, that in four different places, it said, every, uh, once again, be strong and of good courage. They're going over this and over then. There's only be strong and very courageous. Then verse 9, have I commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Then you come to the very last chapter, a verse of that chapter. Uh, only be strong and of good courage. They had to be hearing this over and over again. God was going to do it, but he would do it through them. They had to be strong and courageous as he would work uh, his mighty power through them to accomplish his purposes. And then Joshua chapter 3, verse 4 says, Yet there shall be a space between you and it. Now the it was the Ark of the Covenant. That's the box that had the Ten Commandments in it. And uh, it was in the uh, tabernacle in the Holy of Holies. And it was um, covered over. And up to this point, they had been led by the glory cloud and the fire, the pillar of fire by night. And now they're going to be led by the Ark of the Covenant. And in both cases, it's the angel of the Lord that's leading them. And in this verse, yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. That word passed means to cross over, to go beyond, to go over, go through, pass through, pass along. To pass beyond, it means to transgress. And not in a sinful way here, it just means to, to pass over, to move along. And I would just bring you to a point here, folks. I'm saying that Joshua was at a point of leadership crisis here. Because they said at the end of Joshua 1, you know, as the Lord was with Moses, if he's with you, we're with you. And what was the way that God really proved to Mo, uh, the people and to Moses that he was with them when they left Egypt was that the Red Sea was parted and Moses led them through. And now they're facing the River Jordan. It's overflow of the banks. It's springtime. It's high. It's a raging river. And yet when the, under the instruction that God gave Joshua, when the priests put their feet in that, that river stopped. I know it was stopped, they believe, by a landslide 16 miles upriver. 
But the point is that it stopped when their feet were placed in it. And as long as the priests were out there in the middle, it dried up and three million people went walking across this thing. They probably hurried along, kind of wondering when it was going to start again. But as soon as it was finished, they set up 12 memorial stones right there in the middle of the river so they'd always remember it. They went along and got out the other side. And as soon as they got out, then the river started roaring back down again. Everybody had to see that. Wow, this is like our fathers and our grandfathers told us about what happened when they went through the Red Sea. Now it's happening here too. Just for us, the water stopped. Oh, but there's giants ahead of us. There's a big thing to conquer. There's a big city. But once again, we come back to the words that were given to Joshua. Be strong and of good courage. Those words were given to the people of Israel as well. Be strong and of good courage. There's giants in the land. It's a big problem. There's trouble ahead. It looks like you're not going to make it. There's a fortress up there. They're hiding behind it. But the Bible tells us in chapter 2, verse 11, that they had fainted because of la uh, lack of strength. It says in verse 11, 211, that as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. You know who said those words? Rahab. And she said those to the spies that had come into the city to check out Jericho. And she says, we've basically given up. We've given up before you've even got here. Your reputation has gone before you. And it's gotten here. And it, we've heard how you just came out of Egypt and about the river. And, and that nothing can stand before you guys. That God is certainly your God. He is the one who made heaven and earth. And it turns out Rahab said, hey, I want to I wanna worship the same God you do. I want to be on the winning side. So as long as she stayed in her place and they hung out, they scarlet cord the purple cord out the window that anybody that she got into that house uh, would have been saved and spared from the destruction that was coming well here's the point that because of the reputation that God had given them in previous victories that reputation spread ahead so that their their enemies that were ahead of them were already given up that's incredible isn't it and so that's why God was saying to them be strong and of good courage. I am giving the land to you. Folks, every one of us is going through uh, some kind of a challenge today. Some people are facing bigger challenges than other people, but we all are facing challenges. Right now, today, as I speak, I'm facing some big challenges in my life. I'm sharing this word today to you and to myself because this word says, you are going in a way which you have never gone before. You've never gone before. Several years ago, I sat with my mother, who was at that point about 78 years old, and my dad was in the trailer where they were staying at that particular time, and my wife was in there talking to my dad, and my older brother and I sat outside and talked with my mother, and she looked kind of in despair. She says, what am I going to do? Your dad is failing. He can't get around too well. He has fallen in the trailer. We've had to have help picking him up. One night he lay there on the floor much of the night because they couldn't get anybody to help. And she says, what am I going to do? And we talked and we prayed. 
And I said, I had just been reading this passage, and I said to my mom, we're going to ask the angel of God to come and help you and to show you the way because you haven't been this way before. You've never had a situation where your husband, it's the only husband she ever had. My parents were married for over 60 years, said you are in a situation where you have not done this before. You haven't had an ailing husband. You don't know what to do. And you wonder if your strength, you wonder if the money will hold out. You wonder if we'll be there for you. You wonder about your friends. You got all these questions. And I said, we'll ask the Lord because we have not been this way before. You have not been this way before as a, as a wife with an ailing husband. We have not been this way before with an ailing father. So we're going to ask the Lord to show us the way. Folks, wherever you are right now, let me just remind you that you have not been this way before. You might say, well, I'm in a routine. You may be in a routine, but every day is a new situation. Every day has new challenges. What, are, how, what and how are you facing this day? You have not been this way before. You have never been this age that you are before. You have not faced the situations that you're facing right now in the same way ever before. And the Lord is saying, be strong and of good courage. He says this over and over again. You might say, well, he was saying that to the people of Israel. Folks, you are spiritual Israel. If you've received Christ as your Savior, look at the book of Romans. You know, we've been grafted in to the vine. We, we are part of the, the purposes and plans of God in spiritual Israel. We are God's people. We are part of the kingdom of God when you receive Christ as your Savior. And he is saying that to spiritual Israel, to us today, that you have not gone this way before. But be strong and of good courage because I am with you. I will not leave you, nor will I forsake you. Amen and amen to that. Lifeline will have a great word here for us at this point. This is Scoop Walker and Willem for God. We're here today with Andy Blunder, who stands out as a Christian. Thanks, Scoop. Oh, uh, that's Bolander. Right. So tell us, Mr. Blunder, what makes you different? Well, I just read my Bible and pray, Scoop. Without using bumper stickers, people still know you're a Christian. Why? Well, it's kind of amazing, Scoop, but every morning I read the Bible and pray to God, and God takes care of the rest. Is it the church you go to, a certain Bible study you attend? Uh, well, those help, Scoop, but I find that prayer in the Bible really helped me to get close to God. Come on, Andy. What do you read? Do. Well, I'm telling you, a prayer... Andy, our listening audience really wants to know your secret. Fine! I stick my feet in cold spaghetti and read the Bible and pray. So that's the secret, cold spaghetti. And prayer in the Bible. You heard it here first, folks. No, I was joking. To get close to God, Andy says cold spaghetti. No, it's prayer in the Bible. A message from Lifeline Productions. 1-800-52-FUNNY at lifelinepro.com. Hello, I'm Dan Southern. At 16, Jessica had spent several years in foster care and shelters. Her bad experiences were mixed with doubts and questions about God. At some point, she received a gospel tract, but it was over a year before she read it. Then something wonderful happened. She said, before I got to the end of the tract, I was crying and I prayed for some time. I reread a few of the Bible passages and realized the truth. I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior, accepting forgiveness from God and becoming one of His children. Despite her painful past, Jessica discovered true joy and hope in Jesus Christ, 
through the message of a gospel tract. Has today's program encouraged you to tell others about the gospel? If so, why not give us a call? Our number is 1-800-704-7672. Today's program was presented by the American Tract Society. Well, the program of one minute you heard was presented by the American Track Society, but this is Panama Today. I want to give you a footnote on what I was just sharing with you about Joshua, and that was roughly in the time of 1500 B.C. But the book of Isaiah, written about 700 B.C., it's saying the same thing because God does not change. He's saying to the people of Israel now, generations and generations later, in Isaiah 50, excuse me, 41, verse 10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. We give thanks to the Lord God for that. So he tells us in Joshua and tells us at the end of Deuteronomy, to be strong and of good courage. He tells us not to fear, but to keep on keeping on living for Jesus, no matter what the cost, no matter what's out there in front of us. And he tells you right here in Isaiah 50, uh, 41 again, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Folks, you've been listening to Panama Today right here. Join me weekdays, Bill Wilbur Gamboa, as always, sharing the love of Jesus with you. I'll see you on the next broadcast.